I mean, it, it's literally been a complete and total learning curve for me, but I've become the be all end all pretty much for these people of, Hey, we don't really want to do that. So you do it. Okay. I can do that. I know how to do that. I can handle that. So that's where, that's where it went from beginning to end where we are now. What's up, everybody? My name's Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and co-host, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's going on, E? How are you guys? I am fantastic, buddy. What is new in your world before we get into it today? Yeah. So just coming off a season for us down here, as our South Florida people know that we have a high season and low season. So March is the last of our busy season month. So now we're really, really focused on recapturing all of our guests for next year. And uh, this is the time that you get the question of, so you're going to reduce the price if I come back next year? And then all you got to do is just smile and look at them. I'm like, no, but I won't raise it. And then just have that awkward moment of silence where you're just kind of like both laughing, but neither one is really laughing. And you're just like, yeah, okay. So you're going to sign this or what's going on? But, um, yeah, we had a great season. My team, all the kinks have been worked out. Um, this was my 10th season. Um, so all the kinks have been worked out. My turnovers, I have like uh, the ghost of like past Christmases when I look at like our old like turnovers where we had to do like 14, 15, 16 unit turnovers in like 24 hours. And me and Tasha would work like, 19 hour days <laughs> just insanity this year all of our turnovers were extremely smooth so i'm super grateful to have the people around me that i that i have now i love that that's awesome yeah man. yeah what about you man what's what's going on we've been we've been Ripping running carpets. around man. It's a, a, a lot of good stuff we closed on the hotel uh in the middle of renovations on that um the cool thing is when you buy a hotel, you also buy the list of all the past guests. So we got a list of about 1500 people that have gone to this place for years. Um, and obviously we're putting a bunch of money into it, refreshing the whole thing, upgrading pretty much everything in this place. Um, but we sent out an email blast and for the last three days, my team has been behind computers just processing reservations before the place is even done, which is great. So it feels nice to start collecting some of that revenue now. Um, you know, while we're putting money into it. So that's been super exciting. And yeah. uh, I've got about seven more listings in the works behind that with another three potential behind that. So it's been yeah. a, a crazy couple of weeks, but su all good stuff. Super exciting. So awesome. Awesome. And I'm super excited about our guest today. Yeah. Miss Danny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Danny. Oh man. We are, we are pumped. We've known Danny for couple of years now. She is a total lady boss in the vacation rental space. She has grown uh, in so many ways. Her business is booming right now. She's a wealth of knowledge and uh, we're super grateful to have her here. So without further ado, 
let us welcome Danny Fatizi to the show. What's up, Danny? Hi, you guys. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Mm, yeah, this pleasure. is going to be fun. Yeah. So, Danny, you want to give everybody kind of the, the two-minute rundown of, of your background and, you know, how you got into the business and where you are now? Sure thing. Yeah. So um, I'm located in St. Augustine, Florida, which is about 45 minutes south of Jacksonville. I don't know how to turn off these notifications on my computer. So if you guys are hearing dings, I apologize. Um, So we're about 45 minutes south of Jacksonville, 40 or so minutes north of Daytona. And we are in like this cute little coastal beach town that has become explosive from a tourism perspective. We got named by National Geographic uh, top 10 places, one of the top 10 places in the world to see Christmas lights. So mm. we have about 8 million tourists come through our little town every year and it's growing. Like the statistics year over year are higher and higher of how many people are actually coming through here. So we are exploding right now with not only hotels, but everyone wants to get into the short-term rental industry here as well. Um, it's actually caused some issues related to zoning and municipalities trying to get involved. And so Florida, I'm sure you know, E, is having at the state level right now some very interesting regulation that's trying to get shoved through to try to uh, alleviate some of the home rule surrounding uh, short-term rentals and what municipalities can and cannot dictate. So um, that's a little background on my area. But me, I, uh, I actually started about five years ago jumping into what I really, really wanted to do. I was serving tables and bartending for a long time. And I knew, I always knew that I was destined for something big and to do something very significant. I just didn't know what it was. And I moved to New York for a couple of years, served tables there, killed myself making six figures a year just to spend every penny I was making in Manhattan. And I moved home to St. Augustine. And I decided that I was going to self-educate on real estate investing and do everything in my power to get involved in real estate investing in some way. And I knew that I loved vacation rentals as an idea, but I didn't really know how to get involved in that or, or whatever, but I just knew I wanted to be in real estate. So I got on bigger pockets. I got... I picked up every book I could get my hands on. And then over time, I got really, really good at just understanding real estate investing, like all aspects of real estate investing. Found myself at the right table, at the right lunch, at the right time with the right people. And uh, I was just sort of, you know, shooting it back and forth with them. And they were like, how do you, how do you know what we're even talking about? Like, how, how are you finishing these sentences? Who are you? <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, this is a passion of mine. And they were like, you have to come work for us. So I was able to go to work actually for some of the most um, active real estate investors here in my area who owned their own vacation rentals. And I also got to go to work for Jake and Gino, who are very uh, well-known multifamily or multifamily investors. Um, they had actually, one of them had just moved to St. Augustine just at the same time. Oh, so, so this was an actual table. Like you were actually at like at waiting lunch. at the table or like at like eating with them or like. I was what? eating with them. I was yeah. eating with them. Yeah. Through I was bigger pockets. So you found it on bigger pockets. No, no. I was actually just there with a friend of mine and her stepmom and her stepmom was uh, in a relationship at the time with one of the most um, active investors here who was getting an office with Gino Barbara, oh, wow. who was moving to Florida and was in the process of moving to Florida. And I was able yeah. to go to work for some of the, yeah, some of the- What a crazy in, fucking world. For me, it was like, yeah. we're going to work like at fangirling over a celebrity. I was like, are you yeah. serious right now? <laughs> I get to work for Gino. So I got to do podcast editing for him. That was really cool. 
and, yeah. uh, and work with him in the office. And wow. I was also given by some of these investors, they just didn't want to manage their own rentals. So they passed them off to me and they were like, figure it out. <laughs> and you did. And I did, but yeah. I, I learned everything just literally by getting thrown in and having to figure it out. So that's been kind of hard. I've learned a lot of hard lessons yeah. uh, as I, as I just stumbled around kind trying to learn it, but I ended up in the industry that I had wanted to be mm -hmm. in, you know, those are kind of uh, awesome though. Like yeah. I, I was starting to, you know what I think about, you know, where you have the like James Bond kind of moving and the like villain guy is trying to like hit him and he like just keeps laughing every time he hits him and he hits him harder and harder and James Bond just like laughs at it. Uh -huh. That's how I look at like hard lessons now. It's just like no matter what comes through, I just kind of laugh because I'm like, dude, we've, we've been through this. You know what I mean? Like we've right. been through losing money, getting the wrong thing, fucking up with clients. All of it. Mike, I don't know if we're going to drop F-bombs, but I've already started. So I was going to be like, stop. oh my God, can I drop an F-bomb on this Yeah, show? <laughs> we can't we'll, stop we'll, now. We'll make a cool bleep sound in the, okay. Yeah, okay. in the cool. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, I, I love that. And I just want to reiterate on one point that you made, Danny. So you took action to get educated first. You identify what you wanted. You went and got educated. And then you... A lot of people say, oh, she got lucky. She was in the right place at the right time. No, she was prepared when that opportunity came. That's right. If she hadn't been doing the homework and she sat down and was clueless, they wouldn't have been like, oh, wow, this, this girl's smart. Like, we should give her a job. That would have never happened if you didn't take the action to get educated and prepared. It was a really difficult time. Educating myself on that was like, it was a huge learning curve, number one. And of course, there's always stuff to learn. I don't know everything about real estate investing, but I learned enough at that moment that when I did show up in that place and I was with those people, it was just like, it was, it was absolutely manifested. Like I manifested that moment, you know? Mm, I love that. That's cool. Yeah. So from that moment to where you are, where you are now, mm -hmm. where are you now? Like where, where does, what does so, your life look like? Yes. So uh, it went from managing some, Friends, you know, people I work for, investors, uh, real, or excuse me, vacation rentals, just a couple here and there, freelance, and also working as a 1099 employee for a whole bunch of other people and bartending. And I was doing a whole bunch of things. To that snowballed from, hey, Danny's really good at this. You should probably look into it. If you're going to buy a vacation rental, you should probably talk to Danny about maybe managing and booking it for you. And then that conversation happened again and again with other people's friends and family. And it went from two units to where I'm at now, which is 32 units. And wow. I don't own any of them. That's a dream and a goal to have, you know, vacation rentals all over the world one day where I can just go and be and and then, you know, when they're, I'm not there, they make me some money. But um, I went from managing two units to 32 units in two years. Wow. Long twos there. <laughs> I love wow. that. And that's, yeah. that's the biggest thing that I, try to get across to people is like you don't need money to quote unquote invest in real estate. Like you have essentially built up a portfolio of 32 units that pay you every single month that you don't own, right? Like you did that with none of your own capital. You just studied, got good at a skill set, learned over time. And then you just continued to generate leads because you got results for people. Like you didn't have to go in with deep pockets or go out there and, you know, quote unquote beg for money from people to try and raise capital for all these deals. It didn't work that way. Uh, yeah, I went from just delivering really, really good service. I think that was the whole thing was being able to say like, hey, I can be 
I can, I can fill in these gaps for you. Everything from booking it to literally like getting the trash to the street, filing county tax forms, state tax forms, um, managing complaints, managing happy guests, retargeting for, you know, bringing them back to book again, creating a website, listing those. I mean, it, it's literally been a complete and total learning curve for me, but I've become the be all end all pretty much for these people of, Hey, we don't really want to do that. So you do it. Okay. I can do that. I know how to do that. I can handle that. So that's where, that's where it went from beginning to end where we are now. I was just going to say, so how does that work just for people that don't aren't familiar with this? So you're call it a co-host property manager, whatever you want to call it. So how does that work from a percentage and what does your deal structure look like just to give a little bit more context for people? Sure. So yeah, I am, I am the property manager. So that's, you know, that is exactly my title. And um, I work with people and I, I have a different structure. So because there are so many companies in my area that are larger, they're state level or they're even international in some cases, um, you don't really get as the owner in most of those with those other companies, the ability to mold and, and pick and choose almost like a choose your own adventure of, of how you want your property managed. A lot of these companies offer a one size fits all contract at this rate, no negotiation. Uh, and that is not how I do things. I like to have a partnership with my owners. I think that's really a huge part of what sets me apart and what uh, makes them really happy to continue working with me is that they don't have to do it all. They don't have to opt into everything. They don't have to pay one flat rate, whether they, you know, need these services or not. I have a range of services and they can say, Hey, you know what? Actually we live next door. So I'll take the trash to the street, Danny. I don't really need that service. I can just do it when I'm doing my own trash. So I am open to being a little bit flexible to, with, with my clients in what their needs are, which I think they really appreciate too. I'm, I'm digging in and saying, what are your needs, you know, and how can I fill those needs for you? Some people want full service. They don't want to touch their property. They don't want to hear about it. Just drop the money in my account at the end of the month, Danny. I don't want to hear about it, you know, <laughs> and those people, I, you know, I love those relationships too, because they, they do just kind of let me do what I do best and they're, they trust me and it feels good to have that trust. Mm. Yeah. I so there's that. a range, there's a range of commission structures that I offer, but it just, it really depends on how much work am I putting in? What's fair to me? And if they're putting in some of the work, what's fair to them, you know? Hmm. That's super interesting, right? Because it always reminds me of one thing that Rock, um, one of our mentors, really, right? All of us, mm -hmm. Rock Thomas always says, he who is most flexible, she, in this case, who's most flexible wins. And I think a lot of the time when we're trying to break into something, we take what's average and we just want to do it that way. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes it doesn't work. So until you're able to be flexible, you got to give a little bit before something happens. Yeah. It's very true. I think people are really attracted to the model that I'm offering. I think that makes, they, they don't feel like they're just another can on my shelf. You know what I mean? They feel like they're in a partnership with me, which I think is so attractive to them. Yeah. So have you had any regrets from being over flexible? Cause that's something that has happened to me in the past that I like I've tried to overgive and like learned it, learned it the hard way. So for those people that are like, oh yeah, don't do what Danny does. I'm just going to be super flexible. Has there been a like little like 
now that you like look back you're like okay i'll never do this again uh yeah <laughs> had those moments. Uh, you know, there was actually a neighbor of mine who they, they designed their own short-term rental and they didn't involve me in the process at all, which obviously was fine. I wasn't even really around for most of it. And then, you know, about six months into self-managing, they decided that they wanted to hire a manager. And she reached out to me and she was like, will you come, you know, take a look at the, at the property, tell me what you think. And it turned into this like take take, 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 take relationship where like all of a sudden they had signed me up to like collect their mail. They had signed me up to like prepare their home for a hurricane. And like, I wasn't getting paid for any of these. These aren't services that I have like listed, you know, are Mm. we, am I willing to work something out for people who are willing to pay for that value that I'm bringing? Absolutely. But these people were not willing to pay for that value. And I said yes, and we went into the contract. We started to, you know, it was very difficult. I was micromanaged every step of the way. My team was micromanaged every step of the way, and it didn't feel like a good fit. So we actually did part ways, and that was my first client that I did part ways with and I no longer manage for. But it's been, uh, on the flip side, very nice to have sort of that control back on, on my <laughs> end, you know, to not be like, wow, yeah. I feel like we're stepping on eggshells with this person 24 yeah. seven, you know, so, and, and, and be able to maintain the friendship of my, with my neighbor beyond yeah. that, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. So is there a new system that has come in place or a new level of like boundaries service that has come from that learning yeah. experience? Yes. In fact, I sat down with my uh, contract lawyer again last week and I was like, you know, there's some, there's some things I'd like to add (laughs) to this. You know, there are limitations on certain things. Uh, I can't just, yes, I can bend over backwards, but only so much, you know, and I, I want to bend over backwards. Like it's there, there are relationships that I have that I want to do like everything for these people. You know what I mean? Like they're just so good to me. The relationship is so mutually beneficial and they appreciate me so much and I appreciate them and I'm willing to bend over backwards. Like you need me to do something at the drop of a hat. I will do it for you. Um, and that's kind of the foundation on which my, my company was, was founded was being able to be that be all end all person for them and that they can rely on. Um, but yeah, you, you definitely hit on, on a, a recently learned, you know, <laughs> difficult thing for me that, uh, you know, you cannot, there's only so much giving before I can't be responsibly there for all my other clients too. Yeah. 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 Cause that's your responsibility, right? Like your exactly. fiduciary responsibilities for you to be present for all your clients in the same way. In a sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So how going back from going from two units to 32 units, what is your, what are your systems and your team look like now as compared to back then? Right. Cause that's constantly changing. So I'd love to hear some of the yeah. details of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, originally it was just me freelance kind of learning the systems, learning the third party platforms like Airbnb, VRBO, things like that. Didn't have a website. Um, I was just learning. It was just me. And then um, about a year ago, I had, I think I'd gotten myself up to about 12 units and I was starting to freak out 
I was starting to get really <laughs> like, I was freaking out, like to the point where I would be walking my dogs in, in the morning and I, I would be like having a panic attack, like while I was walking them, like, <gasps> there's so much coming at me. There was like a 27 room bed and breakfast in Jacksonville that I was being offered management on. And I was like, who is like, not one single person on earth can handle all of this. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And mm. I came home and I sat down on the couch, like with my head in my hands and uh, Jessie, who actually lives with me, she's been a long, long, long time friend. Um, and she's kind of like, we're very similar in a lot of ways. She came out of her room and saw me on the couch like that. And she was like, are you, are you okay? And I was like, no, no, I'm not okay. And she was like, well, what do you need? And at the time I was so in my hamster wheel that I didn't mm. even know what I needed. I couldn't even tell her what I needed. And she was like, okay, well, let's let me just follow you around today. Because I think if I see what you're doing, I can probably be like, is that something you could give to me to do? And I was like, that's great. Let's do that. Because I'm very similar to you, Ian, that I'm very like, I can see way out there where we're going, mm -hmm. but I can't necessarily figure out, like, it's very difficult for me to sit down and go, okay, what's step A through Z that gets us there? You know, mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to compartmentalize like that. I'm just going, 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 going and doing, doing, doing. And the minutiae builds up and builds up and takes so much time that I don't necessarily get anywhere at the end of the day. I've done so much when I hit the pillow, but what have I really done? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, what have I done to move things forward, to move the needle forward and to build more success? Have I just mm. ran around all day doing little things for everybody or am I building success and growing? So she was huge. So first she started part-time and really it was really helping with like uh, scheduling cleaners, keeping all that straight, messaging, uh, guest messaging, things like that. Like things I knew I could give her that she'd be good at because she actually managed a bed and breakfast for a while. So she, she knew how to do certain things. And about six months later, she was full-time with me. I like bought her out of her job to help to have her full-time with me because she was just that important and that valuable and brought so much value to me. So I, you know, I was like, you know what? If, you know who told me to do it was Austin Linney. He was like, Danny, I think that girl needs to be full-time with you. And I think you need to find a way to fit it in your budget. And I was like, you, you know what? This is really miserably uncomfortable, but you're right. Like I was so annoyed. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then it's been the best thing I ever did. And at the same time, I hired a, another part-time. She's more of a VA. She used to be here with us, but moved to Michigan. So she was uh, here originally, but now she's a full-time VA. She handles all of my cleaners, everything related to cleaning. Even like, even from that far away, she still handles it all. She takes, she watches all their videos before they leave, makes sure everything is in place. They have to open every drawer. They have to open the refrigerators, literally give her a full tour of the house before um, they're allowed to leave. And she either okays it or she says, nope, you got to go back and do that again. So, um, so how, how does that, sorry to interrupt you. How yeah. does that work? Is that an actual like FaceTime call or, or how does that? Nope. They walk the property and they take a video and they yeah. send it to her. Um, they don't do FaceTime, although that's probably an interesting thing I should look into is having them actually just FaceTime. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they send a video, they take staging pictures. They have to follow along with the staging pictures that I've created. So a lot of them take their iPads to the house and they just set them up and they scroll through the pictures and they make sure every single thing is exactly how, you know, I've created it. And we have a Google drive folder for every property. And in that property property folder is everything, the cleaning checklist, the staging photos, um, expectations, deep clean checklists, everything. So yeah. they have it just for that property. There's all that property specific information right there. That's awesome. 
So you do all of that, you take the pictures, then they go on a, on a file and then every cleaner gets access to that file. And then she's like, okay, how do I want this living room to look? They go in there and they see your picture mm-hmm. of the living room and they just kind of put themselves in the same spot, look at it. And it's like, okay, I need to fluff that pillow, do this, and then that's it. Exactly. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. So that's when it, you graduate yeah. from a, a side hustle to a business, when you start mm-hmm. creating systems, bringing yeah. on employees, and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. growing. Yeah. That's very funny because I, my stuff, I have my team and my team has been with me for so long that, and I know that they care. So I don't do any of that, right? Like my team goes in it and then to their own level of them kind of checking it. And then it's just, they've become great at it. That's good. So it's very interesting for me to think about the fact of like, but I've also, I have my core team and they do all of our units. Yeah. 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 Yes. That's, see, I have eight cleaners, actually wow. nine, nine cleaners. And so it's very hard if I don't have someone dedicated to that quality control to mm-hmm. keep every single person on my yeah. level. You know what I mean? On the level of expectation that I have for them, which is pretty much perfection, but I understand, yeah. you know, we yeah. can't always be perfect, but we so, do our best. So, sorry, Mark, go for it. I want to go back real quick because <clears throat> to give folks kind of the 30,000 foot view, because a lot of people listen like, oh my God, that sounds like so much work. I don't know if I could handle that. But when you have, say, one to five units, it's completely manageable to mm-hmm. just have some systems. So why don't we talk about that real quick in just a second of what systems we use for automation? Because I know you and I have talked about that a bunch over yes. the years. Um, I always say to outsource your cleaning unless you're building a cleaning company or you're, you are physically not cleaning. Like you as the owner of the business are not physically cleaning. Mm-mm. But just having really good cleaners that care and having controls like you just talked about and Mm-mm. not just the checklist, and I love you brought that up, but like I call it my cleaning manual. Like there's photos of how I want everything to look at every property that they have to follow mm-hmm. and check it off. And they, we have the quality control inspections, all that. So from going back to somebody who might be new or thinking about getting in the game, what systems were you using back then and then kind of how has that evolved to now? Uh, in the beginning, it was me sort of flying by the seat of my pants. Uh, I, I feel like we can all relate. Uh, and it went from my first cleaner was really more of a Molly made mm-hmm. type of cleaner. So she came in and she was used to doing floors, kitchens, things of that nature, not any laundry. Um, it just was a different type of job than she was used to doing. And so it was a learning experience for me because I was like, Hey, I really need you to do this. And she was having a hard time kind of building that into her routine every time Mm -hmm. she would do the cleans. So what I realized was got to stop hiring people who don't know how to do a hotel type turnover. And that was a huge thing for me. So Since then, it's been, if you do not have experience in a hotel type of turnover or you've never done a vacation rental clean before and you don't have tenure in this area, I'm sorry, this isn't the job for you. They Mm -hmm. have to understand that it it is literally every single item in the house has to be touched. Everything. Not one single thing does not get touched in the house. That has so much value. Yeah. I mean, every blind, every curtain, every everything. Every lamp needs to be actually lifted from the fucking side table. And everything underneath it. Yes. Yeah. You have to pull out yeah. the dining room chairs. You have to get <laughs> under the dining room table. You can't just sweep 
or vacuum around the dining room table. Yeah. Everything has to be touched. Every plant has to be gone through to see if it has a dead leaf. Remove the dead leaf. You know, it's like it's it's down to the nittiest, grittiest little things. You know, a hair on the shower wall. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. So, yeah. like, we have to be very, very specific and careful about what we, when we're hiring, are you a detail-oriented person? If I came to your house right now, what would it look like? Are you anal retentive? If you are, this is the job for you. You know, that's how I am now. Like, mm -hmm. we have to have certain qualities that make the cut and the others just unfortunately don't because they don't have that eye. They don't have that mindset coming in and like Eagle eye status of like, okay, before I leave this property, I need to do another walkthrough to make sure that I haven't missed anything. Take mm -hmm. the time, slow down, really do it because that's what you're getting paid to do. That's why you get paid so much more to be a vacation rental cleaner. That's why, because it is so much more work. It is mm -hmm. so much more time. We don't want you rushing. We don't want you in and out in two hours for a job that should have taken four. Sorry. It's a four hour mm. job. Mm. So what that automation is such a good tools point. are you using beyond the cleaning, right? So <clears throat> I think when you and I first met, you were still answering some stuff manually. And I was like, you are out of your mind. I don't know you were that. like, Danny, wow. <laughs> you got to stop that. <laughs> yeah. Cut that out. So what, to, what types of tools now? So just to give folks context, I always like to look at the business kind of holistically, right? So you've got mm -hmm. kind of your customer acquisition, which is essentially like your own website or when you're getting started, quite frankly, I was on Airbnb alone for like a year and a half and that yeah. gave me plenty of business, right? Mm -hmm. I always look at that like the training wheels for this business. Yep. It's easy, mm -hmm. it's user-friendly. Then as you add more platforms, okay, then you need a system to manage them all together. So you've got your customer acquisition, but then you have... I guess call it customer support. So all of the messages, like if you don't have processes and systems or automation for that, yeah. that becomes a full-time job. A hundred percent. And then you have the turnover and maintenance type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I try and bucket things into those types of categories. So right now we're actually, uh, we've contracted with Guesty. Okay. So that's going to be a really big change for me. We've created a lot of proprietary systems as we've gone through this first couple of years. And, uh, you know, I, I've been kind of looking for like us, a, a one, a one fits all, like one size fits all solution to a lot of these things. And I looked into Guesty and I was like, this is the move. This is the move. So it's not, it's we'll talk not, offline because that's what I'm using now. Okay, cool. That's good. I, I want as much kind of like insight into it as I can get. So I'm still learning that one too. But this is, this is kind of like my time to go from using my proprietary systems. They've worked. But if I want to continue scaling, which I absolutely do, uh, I have to start automating a lot of other things. And this for me is going to be huge. So I can actually take my full-time assistant and my part-time assistant and move them into even bigger, better things. So um, I don't know if your listeners are really aware of what Guesty is, but um, it's, it's everything from, you know, let's say you get a booking, it automatically creates an event and it's going to send that event out to all of the cleaners on your roster so that they can choose to take that clean. And you can include the, the you can attach things like the checklist and things like that. So these, this Google drive thing that I've been doing, although it's worked great so far, it's going to be more of an, it's going to take so much of this 
you know, day-to-day minutiae off of my hands. Um, it's, a, it's an inbox for all of your different channels in one place. So you're no longer signing into here, signing into there, checking inboxes from all different places. Um, everything's in one. You can also add your listings to many, many more channels and manage all of that from there and being, be able to edit something on a listing in Guesty and it'll disseminate the information to all of the channels so that you're not going, oh crap, I forgot to update VRBO that, you know, we've added a pack and play. I did it on Airbnb, but I forgot to do it on VRBO and, you know, things like that. So this is going to be, it's going to, it's going to take so much off of my plate and my, my brain. I feel like my brain is in constant overdrive. So, you know, I, I, I want to focus on growing. I don't want to focus on, you know, these things that can be just easily created into a, it's a, a, an automated system. They need to be in an automated system. Mm. Yeah. I love that. E, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, how does that work for your clients? So do you pass on that as, as a feature to your clients, you can make money on that fee or is that kind of just a, I'm passing it to you exactly how I'm getting it. Or is that included in your management services? You know, you just struck a chord because I'm actually in the middle of deciding what this is going to look like right now. I I have 12 month contracts with all of my owners. Mm -hmm. So I would not be able to, if I decided to roll it into um, the cost, like a a technology fee, Mm -hmm. if you will, for them to pay on top of my monthly commission, I would not be able to really do that until those renewals happen in June. So it's something I'm actually working on right now is deciding is this, is this a business cost that I cover? Which is this for people that don't know how much does Gassy cost? Uh, so there's two tiers. You can either do the, uh, the, the full technology platform comes, uh, for $55 per listing per month or something in that range. It's like, it depends on how many listings you actually have when you onboard with them. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. tiered like that. You know, if you have zero to 14, if you have, I don't know exactly what the total you know numbers are, but it, it gets cheaper the more you bring yeah, up, to yeah, them. And then the additional second tier of what they offer is a full 24-hour-a-day messaging concierge where mm-hmm. you can kind of take a back seat. Like let's say someone gets locked out in the middle of the night and they don't know where the key is, they've lost the key. There is somebody who is available 24 hours a day to answer those messages rather than you finding out about it in the morning or – you know, trying to mitigate it at 1am if you just so happen to be awake, you know, things like that. This is, this is something I'd love to do long term is to, you know, do that 24 hour a day concierge. But for now, I'm looking at other solutions for that, because it's, it's a it's definitely more expensive. I think for the tier that I'm in, it would be $125 per listing per month to do the full technology platform and the 24 hour a day concierge. Yeah, we can talk but I we can get that down. I, I have the full one, but I don't, I don't pay that much, but it is expensive. So that's why. Yeah. That's expensive. <clears throat> yeah. What, but obviously to what, the guests, right. Listening it's because it does a lot of stuff, right. It's not. And, and quite frankly, everything. you don't, you don't need it until you, I would say you don't really need that until you hit like 10 listings. I was going to say 10. I agree completely. Totally. Because it is more expensive. And the one that I always recommend to newer folks with up to 10 listings is like smart BNB. We use that forever. Yes. Great. I'm switching actually. I'm as soon as this as Guesty is completely set up, I will be, you know, canceling my Smart BB subscription because it's like, you know, paying yeah, for the same thing both. twice. Um, but I love Smart B and B. I'm actually mm-hmm. having difficulty letting them go because I love them so much. So yeah. I definitely highly recommend Smart B and B as well if you're if you're still in that fifteen or ten or less range. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, any other tools that are helping you run your business, whether it's certain types of locks or any other kind of technology to help you run and automate your business that you want to share? Hmm. I was using properly for a while for cleaner, uh, Mm -hmm. accountability, but I found that, um, I didn't really like it as much. I liked more of the, you know, the system I have now that I've created, I actually liked a little bit more. Um, I think that's really all I'm using right now as, as I'm bringing on guesty, um, anything that I, I have been using is going to end up getting, uh, canceled because I think guesty is going to just do it all. Hmm. What are you using for locks? Uh, it depends. It depends on the owner and their comfort level. Uh, I think at some point I'm probably going to have a requirement for what I want them to be using and that they have to opt into that. We streamlined ours. Everybody what, gets What same. do you use? It's, what do you use? Um, so we use the Yale Ashore Z-Wave locks mm-hmm. because they integrate with links, which integrates with Guesty, and it's all tied in. So that's gotcha. a non-negotiable. So for my previous clients, I ate the cost and I paid for the new locks. For the new clients, that's an additional onboarding fee. Between that, the noise aware, noise aware. Uh, ring oh. security cameras. Yes. Um, yeah, I love noise aware. Those guys are awesome. I was just at their, at their headquarters a couple of months ago. And uh, Mike, how much really is that package guys. for your for your owners? So when you charge them that, what are you charging them? Like, is that a flat fee? No, I don't charge them a flat fee. A- I just I get their card and I just order everything off their card. And what does that usually come to for a total? So call it the ring doorbell camera that we use is 200 bucks. And then I get an extra battery for 30. So it's what, 230. The noise aware now, because I have so many with them, I do like a monthly subscription, but I think it's usually like 200 bucks. Um, but anybody listening, uh, if you use code STR secrets, you get 15% off. Um, and then it's like a hundred bucks a year for their like monitoring. Mm-hmm. Um, then for the locks, they're about 200 bucks and then you need a Samsung hub. So it's probably six or 700 bucks for all in, but yeah. I won't do a deal without it because I like to Danny's point, she's trying to create a system. I've built a system and if it doesn't, if it breaks my system, I don't want it because it, it just causes manual work. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. So we're, I'm still working on getting that, um, all that upfront stuff. I might, you know, the onboarding of the property, having a system that is a non-negotiable um, because I agree with you, it's going to alleviate a lot of long-term issues and it's worth every penny. Yeah. A hundred percent worth it for security purposes, for being able to sleep at night um, and all these other reasons. That's awesome. I agree. Um, Danny, where do you see your business going for this year? Like what's the goal? This year? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can tell me, you can tell me the like lifetime goal and then the, this year, because that's another conversation, right? That I'm really curious with uh, larger and I'll, I'll consider us like medium to larger size operators for the Airbnb space right now. Mm-hmm. Um, where the fuck are we going with it? Like, where, <laughs> yeah. What is this business? Like, are we going to eventually like sell the business? Like what is our, are we just going to grow into like massive hospitality slash management companies that's kind of like what i want what at least what i think i want is to grow into like a hospitality management company um so where what is your like one year goal and where is that like 2020 vision kind of going so this year my goal is to double my business so i've set myself a goal of 3.5 properties a month and i've 
I have hit my goal already so far. Like for each, for each month I have actually, it was really scary when I wrote the goal. I was like, Oh God, 60 units, 60. Well, I guess it'd be, it would be 64, but I'm like, what? wow what like oh and then it just started hitting me like they they were just coming at me and I was like oh wow no like you manifest this you put it out there and it just starts coming at you man like be careful what you wish for be careful what you write down as a goal if you're not ready it's gonna you know and you really want something it comes at you so um that's that's the goal for 2020 Mm-hmm. And then long-term goal, uh, I think I have a very, it's similar to what you were saying. I, I want, and this is kind of crazy and like really out there, but I, I want to have an international brand that sets a new gold standard for this industry that like innovates it and changes it and mm-hmm. basically writes the, you know, the story for what vacation rentals look like in 10 years. Mm. I love that. I love that. <laughs> you big, like man. That. Don't don't settle. I love that. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I'm going for. That's cool. awesome. I'm Thanks. Right it feels really big to say. It's 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 intimidating, yeah. but you know. But every morning I sit down and I have you know my ten year vision in front of me, my five year and my ten year, and I like meditate on these things and what that looks like and you know, and finding the right people who will invest in me and finding the right people who will help me get there and make that happen. And it, you know, the people who will, who have the brain for the systems required to make that even, you know, a reality. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm very proud of you from like what I know of you and what I know your journey has kind of begun. I'm definitely, definitely proud because I think at the beginning, like I've, we, we probably haven't spoken a year or so. Maybe yeah, two. I, I was gonna say a year. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, it's just awesome. Thank but you can you. tell, right? I think like we, it's all all investors, right? And I mean, it's we get good at seeing potential, and then you start seeing it in properties, but then you also start seeing it in like people, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we too, that was always kind of evident, you know. So yes. it's it's Thank just you. yeah, good stuff. I really um, appreciate that. Yeah. So what do you think? is the number one secret to making a short-term rental business successful and what do you think could be the number one thing that makes people not successful i have to tell you that it's getting clear on what you really want Mm. um it is getting clear like crystal clear like down to the very like the nittiest grittiest you could get a good planner like i can't say enough good things about the rich life planner. I don't, it's a shameless, like I'm, I'm not, I don't get anything out of plugging it, no, but like, I, I, love, I love Maddie. We can I love Maddie. I love that planner. And I sat down at the beginning of the year and I filled out the whole thing. I took like six hours and I just sat with it. And every single day it is my opening procedure and my closing procedure to sit with that planner Mm-hmm. And to sit with my calendar and my, and all of my platforms and all my systems and to open my business, we're open for business. And then at the end of the day, I don't care if that's 2 a.m., I close my business and I make sure I know what I'm doing tomorrow without a doubt. I know what I'm doing next week without a doubt. And that includes personal goals and business goals and team goals. And I know exactly what I'm going to ask everybody to do tomorrow. 
in no uncertain terms and what I'm going to ask of myself. And I just, I look at my, you know, planner at the end of every day and I say, okay, what did I do of the, of the big things and the small things that I, I said, these were non-negotiables for today. Did I do them? And if not, I need to get them done tomorrow. Why didn't I get that done? That's going to roll to tomorrow, but it's not going to roll to the following day. So that's, I think, if you want to do this, there's so many details that go into running this. You don't like details? Be a long-term rental landlord because this is a, this is a monster. Like this industry, it's, it's just, it requires so much determination and so much drive and so much commitment and so much it's, it's, you kind of have to sacrifice a lot in the beginning to, to feel like you're getting anywhere. Like Mm -hmm. you have to put so much of yourself on the back burner, which again, not a good idea. I don't, I don't recommend putting your whole life on the back burner, but I know that I have, and I'm now striking the balance with, with all this planning, everything I'm planning every day in the beginning and the end of the day, I'm able to work in the personal aspects of my life that are required in order to feel whole um, because I'm committed to being a planner now. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and sorry, go Mike. I was just going to say, I, I just want to echo, <clears throat> I make the first thing I make all my students do is write down their why. Like, why are you doing this? And what do you actually want? Because like, you know where you're going. So you're okay with putting in a bunch of hours because you're building a business. Yeah. But some folks, they just, they want to own a house in Disney that they can use when they're there. And then they rent it out. They make some money and it's simple and it's easy. Maybe they want one to two, three, four, five listings. And it's very simple. Yes. Like you get some systems, you can manage it in a few hours a week. It's simple. But if you want to build a business, just like any business, you have to know where you're going and you have to be willing to put in the time to build the infrastructure and the teams and the systems. Yes. And you can learn all, you can learn all that you need to learn about where, you know, what systems you need to implement, how to build a website, how to get the supplies that you need at a good price, how to, you know, how to schedule cleaners, et cetera. But if you can't sit down and commit to planning, it, this, is, this is a difficult business. You have to commit to the planning side. And mm-hmm. that's what I think that's been my, my jumping off point to the majority of the success I've had is like being able to say, you know, I got out of bed at, 5:30 in the morning and I sat down and I opened my business and then I closed my business when I was done. Yeah, I've never heard that put like that but I I really really like it. Thanks. Really like it. Um so yeah, just want to be mindful of your time we're just right on top of the hour. So, I don't know if Mike, do you have any more questions or is there anything else we want to talk Yeah, about? just the one thing I just wanted to echo E's second question because I don't know if we actually got into it, but what do you think holds most people back? Especially for somebody new that just mm. wants to try it out gosh there's so many things that could happen but not to sound like a broken record but i i do think that it it really comes down to being able to use your time wisely um and if you if you don't make the time for this you're you're gonna fall behind it's going to become too much. You're going to feel totally overwhelmed by everything. Uh, Cause when people start coming at you saying, Hey, where's that? Didn't you say you were going to do this? Oh wait. Um, I was expecting that from you. Um, the plumbers needed here. The electricians needed there. Those guests are, are, you know, expecting you to show up at this time. You know, you need to be able to say that you've given yourself 
the, the time and the, the mental and emotional and physical space for all of these things. If you let those things override you, it, it's setting yourself up for failure because people can't, can, humans cannot do this, this level of, of multitasking and detail oriented work without being able to have some level of planning. Um, so not to sound like a broken record, but I really do think it comes down to that. Like, you know, you can totally get lost and drowned in these details, but if you're a good planner, you can overcome that a hundred percent. There was a, uh, one of my teachers in high schools. Um, I think it was one of my teachers in high school. I have been my dad. I don't know. Anyways. Um, he used to say <laughs> in life, you always got to plan the work and then work the plan. Mm-hmm. And that's where all of it is. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just, because we're not telling any of our, of our listeners that this is where you need to go. Like, we don't want you to have 32 units. Also, because if we all have 32 units, it's going to be very competitive. So please don't just have one. Yeah. Uh, so there's more for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just one. The market's I'm fine with everybody that. having 30. I don't mind. <laughs> just, just, just one. You can give the rest of me and Danny if yeah. you're coming to Florida. We'll That's just, right. We're going to split Florida in half. That's right. She takes you take the, upper the south yeah. and I'll take the north. There you go. We got it. But yeah, you can do it. But as long as you have the clarity of what your plan is, mm-hmm. you can implement it to however large or small of a degree that you want. Yes. But yes. just, just kind of plan it. And I think, you know, another quote that I love that I look at every single day is show me your habits and I'll show you your future. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. one is like whew, so profound, right? Like mm-hmm. if, you, if you can work on what your habits are and nail them every day, Mm-hmm. You can have anything. Whether it's in want. this business or any business, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so good. So, Danny, where can folks uh, learn more about you and your business and, and get in touch with you? So, I don't think I even said I own Euphoria Vacation Homes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My company. Um, and so, Euphoria Vacation Homes, we provide elevated euphoric experiences, five star experiences. And, uh, mm. You can find me on Instagram at Euphoria Vacations, Euphoria underscore vacations. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Euphoria Vacation Homes. Um, we are actually in the middle of having our guesty website built. So I have, I'm in transition there, but we'll, we'll update that information on your podcast when that's all, uh, that link is ready. And uh, I'm Danny Fatizi, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as well at Danny Fatizi. Actually, I think it's it's Danny Bay because I think I'm cute on Instagram. LOL. Um, yeah, so that's that's how you can find me. And if you can email me at dannyfatizi at gmail.com. That's D-A-N-I-F-A-T-T-I-Z-Z-I at gmail.com. Awesome. And you guys should definitely go see St. Augustine. It's also, I believe, the oldest city in the U.S. In the it? U.S. It is. Yeah. I know. People don't realize that, but it is. It's, yeah. It was the first we have the fountain of youth, so come here and visit and yeah. stay in one of my vacation rentals. Yeah, you have to. There's no other place for any of our listeners. The only option That's for right. St. Augustine is one of the Euphoria homes. That's right. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you. This was, was fun. This is fun. This is really yeah. fun. You know, it's, it's always fun to kind of reminisce on where, where you were and where you how far you've come so thank you guys this is really awesome i appreciate you very much thank you all right thank you